Come on up here, Joe. Today is really going to be a continuation of last week in terms of my message about it being available. And if you remember uh, back when uh, a couple of weeks ago, when or a month or so ago, when we had the youth leaving, that same week we had the youth leaving, we had Autumn leaving to Southeast Asia, and we had uh, Joe leaving for Uganda. And I thought I would do the same thing since last week we had a bit of a sharing from, uh, from Autumn and from Jeff and Roxy, which uh, I really appreciated that. I had several of you say the same thing to me, but that was... Uh, that was really good. Thanks a lot to those of you who did that. I thought I'd do the same thing today with Joe. We're going to start off with him and just give him a chance to talk to us about his time in Uganda. And then I'm going to sort of finish the last half of my message that, I wanted, uh, that we started last week. And he brought some pictures with him. So I'm going to do the same thing. I'm going to ask him some questions. And I'm going to let him uh, also uh, show us some pictures if he wants to. Joe, maybe the first place for us to start this morning, we're going to jump right in, uh, is to just to tell us... Uh, uh, who you went with to Uganda and what you did. So give us some, some background, give us some, uh, so talk, talk to us about what you did, who you went with and what you did. So give you a chance to show this. If you, it's a blank screen, if you tap one time, it'll go. Okay. Now it's up there. Okay. <clears throat> Obviously, those of you that have been here before, we've had uh, Ross and Jennifer Gerber here from SMPI, and that's, the, that's who I went with. SMPI stands for Strategic Ministry. Oh, boy. Partnerships. Partnership Internet. Partnership International. Yes. I'm going to have my hands full yeah. here. Do, do, here. Is it too high if we do this? Yes, sir. Yeah, is that too high? Nope, but I'll put it over here. Oh, that way I can see. So Ross and Jennifer, um, they go to Grace Christian Fellowship up in, in Sturgis, Michigan. Uh, he just retired from pastoring that church. Actually, had a uh, celebration yesterday uh, for his retirement uh, there. So, uh, the, with Strategic Ministry uh, Partnership, they've been going over to Africa for 12 years and have built a great relationship with Deo Ministries, which is a uh, Deo, and I'm not sure if I can talk, say his last name right, Mwanji, I think is his name. Um, but... Uh, Anyway, oh, I need to back up here. Going back to the team there, Jennifer and Ross, and then there's uh, Cinda Miller, which she would be uh, in the center right beside me, and then uh, her sister, Tana Bontrager. Some of you might recognize Tana. She's a uh, hygienist at a dentist in, in Shipshawan, I believe. But anyway, it was a small team, three of us, uh, five of us total. Uh, but uh, Cinda had gone last year, and she said, you know, there's advantages of big groups and advantages of small groups. Big groups, you get a lot more done. Small groups, you build a lot more relationships. And uh, so she really enjoyed both, both aspects of it. So it was an enjoyable time. I connected with the ladies very well, insomuch that it felt like we were brothers and sisters. We were obviously brothers and sisters in Christ, but it was on a le- another level. They had the same type of humor that our family has, so uh, we meshed very well. And uh, there's one time even then when we were out in the safari that Tana ended up, she was, she was standing on the seat trying to take pictures, and I was reaching across the seat trying to take pictures, and the driver took off, and she ended up sitting on top of me. But anyway, <laughs> but we just laughed about it, and we had a great relationship in that way. But uh, So yeah, those, those are the people that I went with. And then... Um, this is Pastor Deo um, Mwanja, and he's, he's, he's quite an energetic guy. He's involved in a lot of different things over there in, in Africa. Um, he's pastor of Word of Life Christian Fellowship. 
a community church. And, uh, and that's where that picture was taken out in the church. And it, it's, a, it's a growing church. should say that the, we, where we were at was in uh, Uganda, and the town was uh, Kampala. But the particular neighborhood that they were uh, doing their ministry in was Kosovo. And Kosovo is where a lot of refugees during all the different genocides and stuff had uh, retreated to, and it was their haven. And so it is the poorest of poor there within Kampala uh, area. So that's sort of where Deo was called. He felt called to lead, uh, to start a school there, to start a church in that community. And he's been doing a great job uh, with Lord's help and, and having him lead him, so on and so forth. Uh, stepping back, um, Ross and Jennifer go over there every fall and every spring. They teach uh, with John Maxwell's uh, curriculum, uh, equip, equipping leaders. And they've been doing that oh, for a number of years, I think. And they're so hungry, the leaders of the churches and lay leaders and different people, they want to hear what, how to improve themselves. And so that's been a great ministry for them as well. Anyway, going on to um, Deo Ministries, um, this is a picture at the, at the school, and uh, some of the children, uh, treasured kids, primary and kindergarten school is what they have, and uh, presently I think they have, oh, I forget, around 200 children or so, I believe, and uh, they would like to get up to, they feel like they can handle five to 600 kids. Now, in American standards, in that type of building, we would never squeeze that many kids in there, but they feel like they can. But uh, just different mindset. But, yeah, they're doing a great thing there. And uh, going right along with that was child sponsorship. Sponsorship, kids can't come to school unless they pay a fee. And it's just sort of the same as uh, different uh, ministries out there. Companion, uh, compassion, sort of the same thing, a monthly fee. Gets them to school, gets them... Um, a uniform, and different things like that. So they can go to school, better themselves, try to get out of that type of uh, environment. And so it is a great thing. And not only that, they hear the Word of God. They teach Bible school. Uh, that's part of their curriculum. And so they hear the Word of God. And so that's a great way to, to, to introduce them to, to God and let them hear about God. Um, another thing they have available, they have a bank there. Um, and what the bank does, they actually give loans to local people so they can start their own ministry. They help them uh, budget. They help them work through this and set up everything. So not only is it working with the kids, they're working with the adults, trying to better their lives as well. So uh, like I said, uh, Deo is a, is a busy guy. Obviously, he has other people uh, under him to help do things along the way. But yes, he is, he's a, he's a visionary. That's for sure. This was... Um, okay, am I getting into the next question? Yes, I am. Okay, do you want me to ask the next question? Sure. Okay. <laughs> I don't know where your brakes are. Uh, Joe, uh, uh, one of the things that's always interesting for us, and one thing we always want to know is, uh, we, of course, we want to know details about what you did and those kind of things, but we really want to know uh, how it impacted you and what changed inside of you, what the Lord said to you, what, I mean, what kinds of things God was saying to you. So... That was my, my next question for you, Joe, was uh, just uh, what's sort of the, your biggest takeaway or what's your, what, what, was the, what was the Lord doing in your heart while you were there? 
lots of things, and he's still do- he's still working. Um, I want to read First Corinthians two, the first five verses. That has been sort of my theme, I think, uh, as far as all the traveling I've done this spring. Goes on to say, Dear brothers and sisters, when I come to you, I do not come preaching God's secret with fancy words or a show of human wisdom. I decided that while I was with you, I would forget about everything except Jesus Christ and his death on the cross. So when I come to you, when I came to you, I was weak and fearful and trembling. My teaching and preaching were not with words of human wisdom that persuade people, but with proof of the power that the Spirit gives. This was so that your faith would be in God's power and not in human wisdom. Basically, Paul was coming to the Corinthians with that message in surrendering all and uh, basically just what the message of the cross is all about. And I think that's what has been impacting me. How can I share the same, have the same type of attitude that Paul did and, uh, and be able to share that? Some of the things that I wrote down is some words that uh, would describe my. What, I, what God's been working. And this is obviously has started, uh, some of these words, some of these things have been impacted, has started last, obviously, my journey almost a year ago. But <clears throat> availability, am I available? And obviously that's what Merlin's been, that's been his, uh, his theme this year is being available. And, and then not only being available, but being obedient when we hear God speaking and doing that. Friendship ministry, and that is a lot what uh, Dale's Ministries does. That's how they build that relationship. That's how they reach out to the community. They build that relationship, that friendship. Then they can share the gospel. Then they can get more intimate with, with them in the word and so on and so forth. Uh, we can do that wherever we're at. Friendship uh, ministry doesn't matter where we're at. God has placed us in a, in, a, uh, in a place where he wants us, and he wants us to build relationships with other people so that we can share the gospel with them. Giving. How giving am I? Not just of resources, financial, but of my time. Usually that's the hardest thing for me. Giving up of my time. But God, I don't have time. God's been working on me. I gave you my time. I hung on the cross. And so I want to do the same, same thing as well. Taking that time and doing it. Accountability. How accountable am I to God? How accountable am I to you as a church. Um, so that's another thing that he's been working on with, on me. And I see, a, I see a lot of that, the time when we were in India and the time when I was in Africa. All of these words apply. You can see the people that are out there ministering. These words apply with those that are doing ministry. They have a heart for a lot of these, these things as well. Releasing. Am I willing to release everything to God? What's my identity? What do I identify? What's my, what do I feel my identity? Is it in God or is it in the things I do or the things I have? And that's just been impacted on me just the last week or two. Where is my identity? I want it to be in God, God alone. And uh, so just continue to pray, pray for me that I would be able to do that. My identity needs to be in Christ alone. So... And then the last thing I have written down here is to be joyful. You encounter all these people, and I know the people in India that went along, they're joyful. Yes. It doesn't matter what circumstance they're in. They're still joyful. 
And I want to have that same type of joy. Be joyful in God. Not because of circumstances, but because of a decision I'm going to make of being joyful. And so that's been a real challenge for me as well in, in doing that. And uh, anyway, those are the things that God has been really working on me. And uh, I'm not near there. Not near there. And uh, so just continue to pray for me. Uh, Joe, I don't know if, any, if there's some of this stuff maybe uh, tugs someone's heartstrings. I think a good question for an audience sitting here is, uh, you know, are there ways that we can get involved or that can, I mean, what, what are ways, if you see some of these pictures of these kids, uh, what's going on back here, are there ways we can be involved? Yes, there are. And obviously you can see here uh, we did a, a short VBS uh, session. We sort of broke it up into three sessions. And there's ministry to be able to do there at the school. Um, you get involved in these kids and your heart just melts. You just want to, like, like Marcus was saying, he just wanted to put a bunch of them in this bag and bring them back home. Same type of thing, you know. You, you build that relationship with them. We didn't stay on the complex, but every morning when we came back to the school, those kids that you connected with, they made sure that they come and sought you out and gave you a hug. And it's just, it was an awesome feeling. Although I was just there, you know, this was my first time there. Cinda had been there last year, and she said it's so, it feels so good to come back and renew those relationships and deepen those relationships. And uh, so obviously there's a lot of things to, that can be involved um, in, in that manner. We did the, the story of David and Goliath, and we had them make masks of either a sheep or a lion, whatever, on the younger kids. And uh, uh, here they were making bracelets, the, um, the salvation bracelets with the beads. And so we were able to present the gospel to, to them in that way and uh, got a lot of interaction that way, got to work with them hands-on. They needed help on some of the things. So you build a relationship in that way. And then later on, uh, we passed out packages, um, and different things here, a time of prayer. Whenever we were in contact with somebody from the community, always prayer, always prayer. Same in India. Pray, pray, pray. Um, you know, we, we wanted to bless them, and so I, that was a great opportunity to be able to do that. And, uh oh, went too far. How do I do that now? I went too far. There we go. This little guy, Lawrence, he's one of the guys I connected with. And uh, he, was, uh, he wasn't there every morning when we got there because some mornings he only went, he went to kindergarten every other morning or something like that. So he wasn't there every morning. But he was one of the little guys that um, my heart just went out to him and I made connections with him. And uh, so that was, yeah, an awesome thing to do. And then obviously um, the next slide shows um, they wanted... There's another thing that they've set up, a farm. They have set up a farm, and they want to try to be self-sustaining, raise food for the, for the school, but then ex sell extra produce. And there would be another opportunity for those of you that would want to get their hands dirty. Um, so there's two different types of opportunity. You're working with kids or go out on the farm and get dirty. And uh, there's four guys working on the farm. There's 18 acres. They're in a valley. They've got crops on both sides, or try to have crops on both sides. Four guys with machetes. That's the tools they have to work with. Trying to do 18 acres, that would be overwhelming for me. 
to try to even think of doing that. You know, each one of them would be, you're responsible for a little bit over four acres. Go cultivate it with a machete. Wow. Um, so uh, my thoughts were, or when we were there, I did a lot of questions, asked a lot of questions. I asked, could we come in there and help as far as taking weed eaters because they need to keep grass down. Then they take the grass and put it down for mulch in the banana groves. This is uh, their passion, passion fruit. Um, they're trying to raise passion fruit. That's a big cash crop. They have bananas there. Uh, and I was just questioning, what are some other things that you can rotate in, in and out? But trying to get to the, the farm to where it is uh, at a maintaining level, they're not there yet. They need a lot of help. Once they would get to there, I think four guys could do it. But trying to plant all this and get it to that point, it's really hard for them. So that would be another aspect that, yes, there would be, uh, you could get sweaty. And then also another project would be they want to build a hedge uh, around the whole farm complex, trying to keep, sad to say, neighbors out um, out of the, of the farming process, out of, the, out of their farm. So the, that would be another thing. So uh, different ways that can get involved in, in that aspect. Uh, while we were there, I was able to present. Uh, this is, um, I don't even remember his name, but he's the, the family. They're the ones that live on the farm. He's sort of the head of the farming operations. And Jennifer had just said, can you just bring some shirts along for him? They're poor people. And I said, I've got plenty of shirts. I'll just bring him a gob, gobs of shirts, Sunday shirts, and um, work shirts as well. So I was able to bless them in that way, and I, it was a great opportunity to do that. Well, one final question, Joe, that I have for you, if we're ready for this question. And you kind of led us into this, so I think I, we maybe know what the answer is, but maybe just more for information's sake. Um, as a missions uh, committee, we've been uh, talking about this sort of back and forth, and maybe I'll just ask the question publicly here. Um, would it be possible to take a group from here over to there? And if so, I mean, would that, would that make sense? And if so, uh, what would we, would we be doing? You mentioned a few things, but what would we be doing if we take a group over? Different things. I mean, obviously, like I said, now working with the kids there at the school, uh, you could do different. They always have uh, different types of programs available. Another thing that they've done in the past is doing outreach into the community for ladies like a women's retreat, reaching out to them, bringing them, bringing them to the church, um, but then uh, you offer them different, uh, you offer food, you offer help, different things like that, but then you present the gospel to them as well. And they said that it's been really successful in doing that in the past. Those are two things, and obviously going out on the farm, getting your hands dirty, and working out on the farm on the hillside, and... Um, yeah, just lots of different works, a lot of different things you could do in that way. Um, sponsorship. That's another way we can get involved in sponsorship. We can sponsor these kids. Obviously, we have a schedule for July 21st on a Sunday morning. They're sending over a children's choir, and they're scheduled for Sunday morning service here. And so what their goal is, they're going to be on tour in the United States for six months, I believe. And what their goal is, is to raise uh, sponsorship to fill those 300 spots, bringing 300 more kids into the school. That's one of their goals, to do that. And uh, so that's one way that uh, if you don't want to go over, you can, you'd be able to sponsor a kid so he'd be able to go to school in that way as well. Um, financially, we could give offerings and give, give them 
uh, money to do projects over there. When we were there, we didn't, we, don't, we didn't do the project. We just provided the funds for it. Then they hire local people, which gives local people jobs, which makes a lot of sense in that aspect. And uh, one of the projects they, they were, that we had funded was this. They were moving. This is, was going to be their new kitchen facility for the school itself. Uh, I don't remember... If you were here, if you remember, one of the projects they had shown was they put pavers in between the two buildings at the school. Those of you that were here when Ross and Jennifer were here, they were moving the kitchen from one side over to the other side. Don't know quite the reasoning, but they had some reasons. But anyway, we funded that for them and also so that they can get a new printer. Um, down the road, they want to build um, new facilities as far as for sewing and baking. They had that in place. They had to tear down those buildings because of government, drainage, everything else. So they had to tear, tear down those buildings. They were providing vocational education for the community people as well. And so that would be another project financially that would be if we could a sponsor or whatever. So, yeah, lots of different things like that available. I could see our church getting involved in that. I'm excited about it. Um, I guess... If I can't get a group together, I might go next year by myself. Any, again, I don't know. But anyway, uh, I think it would be great. And I think the way Ross was saying, he could foresee actually sending two groups, one group from here and one group from Grace in, in two different periods and getting a lot more things done. So, yes, there is potential. Ross is excited about it. I would love to see a group go, um, just knowing that the passion that some of, these, some of you guys have for kids and working with kids and then maybe getting the farmers involved going over there. Right time of year to work with the farmers over there. Um, couldn't take your uh, big old tractors over there, but uh, we'd have to do it a lot of things by hand. But anyway, I think there's lots of potential there. Anyway, uh, just a few other pictures that I'd like to show. Um, touristy things. Uh, this is, uh, they're sitting there playing music, asking for a donation. Then you can sit down and have your picture taken, so on and so forth. It was just a good way to connect with the locals that way as well. We did go on a safari as well. Um, we got to say, see this big guy on the safari. He was within 50 feet of our van, and he actually was roaring. And so that was a neat, neat experience. The next morning, we got to see a lion doing a stalk. Didn't make a kill, but we saw the stalk. And so it was just exciting to see that different, different type of culture, different type of environment, and uh, really challenged by the people that were involved in ministry there. They have a heart for what they're doing. Well, thank you, Joe. Thanks for uh, spending some time with us this morning and uh, giving us a glimpse into what happened. I'm sure if anybody has questions uh, for you, you're available uh, to answer them. You can uh, talk to Joe afterwards if you'd like. And, oh, I did. Um, and I know that I think I've shared this prayer before, and I'm just going to share it again with you guys. I've shared it with some of my, my accountability partners and, and with, with Merlin, and I just want to put this prayer out as a challenge to all of you. It took me probably half a year before I was able to actually say these words and pray it to God because there's so much packed in there, and it is a commitment. So I'm just challenging you with this prayer. Lord, use me once again. Touch me, bring me to my face, put me on my knees, and let me, let me hear your voice instructing me. Now, this is the hard part. 
then use me as you see fit. I am willing, Lord. Amen. So that's just a challenge for you. It's been a, a journey for me to get to that point. Thank you, Joe.